Stewart, and I got my brother, my co-host, Stephen Stewart, in here with me. Hey. And for this episode, we've got Jackson's own The Double Wides. Uh, they are a rockabilly. We, I guess they're trying to say Jacksabilly. Jacksabilly's our thing. Alan Rothrock on acoustic guitar, vocals, Don McKnight on the stand-up bass, Chris Mitchell on guitar, and Chris Hendricks on the cajon, actually. And they're going to go ahead and get started for us. So what's the first song you're going to play? It's called Train. All right. Getting off the train. There ain't no getting off the train. 
<laughs> that is good stuff, really. Yeah, absolutely. You, uh, we'll loosen up in a minute. Everything, everything compliments so <laughs> well, though. Uh, our, yeah, yeah. It does. Your voice is, uh, you, you've got this really cool attitude. Yeah. With, yeah. with with a with a cleanliness that is uh that also is like refreshing at the same time you, it, it's a uh, that that characterization that you know you're able to put out there i don't know it's just really cool and i think everybody's tone really uh, accompanies that really well yeah it seems very uh conscious like all these all these instruments are perfectly placed in and uh, it's like we talked earlier like you're trying to trying to be somewhat of a spectacle and i mean uh the the audio matches that yeah well, part of it's a mouthful of Copenhagen. You know, you keep that going, and uh, yeah. you know, yeah, but part of spectacle. <laughs> part of it was we, you know, we we wrote these songs, and I think when when we get the songs put together, I never envisioned myself singing them. Mm-hmm. And then I always think, you know, if I we had a someone else that could sing it, like I imagine somebody I know that has a certain voice singing the song, but then that person never comes and I end up singing it. And then yeah. once we played enough, I start owning it. And uh, yeah. some of these songs, you know, these are new songs we've never recorded, but, you know, we've been wanting to get them out there and we've played them in bars and stuff like that and, you know, played them around the house. But it's nice to kind of, get them out and we're slowly owning them you know yeah, we yeah, haven't yeah. we haven't been together long enough to say this is who we are and this is our sound right. but we're it's amazing when you get a good group of guys i mean these guys are my friends mm-hmm. you know and it's like it's better to play with your friends than yeah, that's the best you know professional you know yeah, well you had you had your your general uh direction and mindset can to me it, uh, it's sometimes easier to meld together and come out with a, a product that actually is all of you combined, you, you know, can be a little a more honest of, with your friends. Yeah, a yeah. lot of a lot of the the very signature groups that that we've gotten into over the years. That's what it is. That's that's really all they are. Whether they met in college or whether they met before then or whether they met you know through a career, that just seems to be the case nine times out of ten. So that's really cool. Yeah, um, the the with that song specifically, like the the all of the instrumentation surrounding it gives you that. Uh, memoir feeling kind of you know you're you're remembering in a story you know and and the music sounds like it as well it's that's always cool yeah that song's a you know it's it's kind of whether it's a drug or a girl you know the the idea behind that song is you know there's something you've done in your life that has stuck with you Mm -hmm. and maybe it was a mistake or Mm -hmm. maybe it wasn't but you know you you kind of are glad you did it but you kind of wish you didn't know about it Mm -hmm. because afterwards you know you're just you always know what that thing was and you're Mm -hmm. you're thinking about yeah yeah, it's it's kind of kind of haunts you a little bit and uh you know, uh, I always wanted to write a song where I can't remember who said it, but someone said it somewhere that the the heroine was heroin, and uh, that kind of you know that sounds stuck like a Towns Van Zandt thing or something. Yeah, but you know that's kind of the idea of the song. And yeah, if we're gonna if we're gonna play rockabilly, it has to be trained, man. Yeah, gotta you, gotta, you gotta work a train in there. You know, for sure. it's like country has a truck and a dog, and you know <laughs> we, we need those trains. But key words, so, right? We'll we'll try to not mess up this next one, but this this is uh, the devil made me do it, and it's another song that uh, you know is is about doing bad stuff and blaming it on somebody else when the truth is it's probably your own fault, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> Charlie said, my soul is gonna steal. 
working late, that was a lie I said I'd give it a go and I didn't try Yeah, all them things I've done Spitting in your eye, I must admit The devil made me do it The preacher man said, son, you must repent I hate to say it so, that ship is sand If he only knew the things I've done to pay the rent I must admit Devil made me do it Devil will now he's been taking all the blame God's fall been dealt I'm driving through the flames Like to tell my mom his hands were on the wheel Just like Charlie said my soul he's gonna steal Get on I think I'm gonna come clean Good Lord above the things he's seen I spent all of my life being wrong and being mean I must admit, devil made me do it Devil, well now he's been taking all the blame Gods have all been dealt, I'm driving through the flames I'd like to tell my mom gonna steal We've had some groups in here, let me tell you. But that's, this is, I wanted to kick this stool out from under me and get down. I ain't kidding. <laughs> yeah, man. I, li- I love it. I mean, it sounds like something I should hear in a movie, you know? Look, if, uh, first thing I thought was uh, James Dean, like when I, the first song, and then, and then within the first few lyrics, that's, that's, that's kind of the vibe. Killer guitar tones, too, man. That, that's really working. That is really working. It's a, uh, you know, we, we try to live is what we are yeah, you know we're right. not like a studio band we, right. we try to be a live band that uh you know one of our good friends has always said you know when he goes to a music show you know he's there to escape he doesn't mm-hmm. want to watch some guys sitting down mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like they're just watching the clock putting their hours in he wants to see something different and so we try to play high energy and you know deliver something that's visually as as fun as it sounds and it's you almost know? so dedicated in the music that there's no way you're not going to do that yeah like, right. uh, this is you're not getting moving, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I have a, a thing. I, I think that when you have a, a chemistry that 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 is able to come off of the stage to the crowd, you always have those. I don't dance to everything I listen to by any means, you know. But when I'm in here, I guess there's more of the possibility because I've got it like right here. But I can I can really delve into something, especially when it's something new that I'm hearing. Uh, I think that's a that's. That's what I enjoy. One of the biggest things I enjoy about doing this show is is getting to meet new people, not just that are just new folks who are interested in what in the same thing that I'm interested in, but who are doing the same things that I'm doing, and to get to see how you guys gel. And it's it's a lot of fun because we we gel in a totally different way. Half the time, you know, I love my drummer to death, but man, we're looking at each other like. If you mess up one more time, <laughs> you know, and that's usually my position. Right on, right on. And and that's just kind of, but everybody has their way of making it uh, get to the listener, and I and I I really enjoy. Yeah, it. I can cool. see where like the audience could just give give you the energy right back. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, 
yeah. And it, it's, you know, like I like to, I never get to sit where I can watch Chris. And, <laughs> and uh, it, 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 you know, I'm, t- I'm tighter and I play better when I can, you know, study what he's doing on the drums yeah. and hear well and stuff yeah. like that. But we'll try it. So we're, we'll try this other song. It's a, you know, we, we try to do, uh, I was telling you in the in the other room that you know if if Johnny Cash and Carl Perkins and those guys were born in 1985, you know what mm-hmm. would they what would they be doing now? And that's that's kind of what I try to think about when we when we're putting stuff together. But we also, you know, stuff like Reverend Horton Heat and mm-hmm. the Psychobilly stuff and mm-hmm. just the stuff that makes us who we are. It is you yeah. know it, it it becomes us. We can't be like somebody else. We kind of are what we are, and that's yeah, just the way it right. is. But we. I, wrote this song i started to say we need to cover some johnny cash songs mm-hmm. and um you know we were playing you know big river and you know looking at all the johnny cash songs and some of the old stuff and i just loved them you mm-hmm. know i loved everything about them mm-hmm. but when i sang them it was just it was bad you know because <laughs> it's just like uh, i felt like an imposter and i was like <laughs> you hard. know it's so easy i'll tell you I, sh- I should i should write a song like those songs that we really like yeah and so so we came up with this song and we we haven't recorded it or hardly played it but we're going to try it and uh cool. what's um, it called god's train one so. two salvation you went and got 
right, and that's Johnny Rothrock and the Tennessee Three. <laughs> yeah, I Good think song. we I think we made it through that one, but yeah, that was that was our answer to not being able to cover any Johnny Cash song. <laughs> right. but, yeah. You know, but I had to Google the God's Train. There, there's no God's Train. Oh, you know, no yeah. one no one has a song about God's Train. We're right on. And I was like, so at least yeah. not on the internet. The only one I know of is Zion Train, but it's not called that. So it's not. It's called Zion Train. So. <laughs> Right on. Good stuff once again, man. I'm, I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, that, that song especially reminded me of a, a friend of ours who he, his writing is, uh, he, his, he has just the right amount of quirk in his lyrics that, that make you like every, it, if you, you have those listeners, and I, I know so many people who do this, you know, that, that get, you know, the first few bars in and then they're kind of they're hearing it but they're not really listening yeah you know and when you have just the right lyric kind of pop through they're like oh i'm back in it you know <laughs> or just the right you know guitar part or whatever it is you know bass line or you know I, I, that's that's really cool so well we've played we used to joke around about this but we'd always uh have something extremely vulgar i don't want to repeat it on your podcast but we'll make it a rated <laughs> well, r but, po- you podcast, know yeah. if it's an explicit podcast we we call it the vagina test <laughs> and so what would happen is we'd be playing a gig and no one would be paying attention uh-huh. and to the point where you know we're looking at each other and like you know the room is normal and so if you could say vagina loudly through the PA and nobody turns ahead, uh-huh. then you confirm that you can just do whatever you want and That's no one's right. really listening, right? Exactly. So if you I fail like if you fail the vagina test, then your band need, might need to do something different. Or it's just a gig and you can yeah. you yeah. know at that point Practice. do whatever you want. Right. right. Yeah. 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 But there's but, always that one guy in the back says, Oh shit <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there, there's usually somebody's mom that's there that's like right. what? 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 Did he just say Did you guys just hear yeah. the band? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and we we try you know we got um, you know on the jacksabilly.com website you know we recorded some songs at Jackson Records and okay. that, that's on there and that we had just kind of formed as a band and started playing and um, you know Jimmy Exum was nice enough to take notice of us and say hey why don't you guys come and record some songs and you know we recorded that and it was it was very early on for us as a band mm-hmm. you know we we didn't know who we were what we were what we wanted to be and so we threw those songs down and and uh, since that time we've developed so much into kind of different things and i and you know who knows what kind of band we might be six months from now right. or a year from now That's but right. you know we're just having a blast but you know you mentioned kind of quirky lyrics and stuff but this this song we'll try to we'll try to play it for you but it's a it's a song called monkey and uh it's about having a monkey on your back cool and um you know it's it's a song that, that i don't know if y'all know mr jake flippin but yeah, Mr. I, Jake Flippin, he's an he's an upright bass player. Yeah, and, does he play uh, the cotton song? He does. He's okay. cotton's bass player, yeah. and he's kind of our spirit animal uh-huh. in a way. <laughs> cool. Like our our first gig, you know, the first gig that we we actually played, Josh Smith, you know, of Reverend Jesse and the Holy Smokes. He was he's yeah. he's a, just a kind guy, you yeah. know, uh-huh. and he was nice enough to let us open up at one of his shows, and we played a little forty five minute set, and afterwards, Jake Flippin, that we've never met, was like hugging us and like he's like i get it so cool <laughs> i get it yeah, yeah you know yeah. and and it was just from then we've loved the guy and he's one of our, our good friends and he's actually playing we're going to be playing a show next a week from yesterday and he's going to be playing with us um, right he fills in when don's doing his that's his other duties but how know. many how many bands have the luxury of having a backup stand-up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man. well good I, job we wrote a couple songs for jake you know, oh, cool. I, I can't. I don't want to say about Jake because that's not true. But they're for Jake <laughs> and uh, maybe inspired by Jake. You awesome. Know? Um, but this this is one of them, and we'll try not to f it up too bad. Okay. 
And the monkey off your mind Go! There was a time when I had a girl She was a strawberry queen She's southern belle She's sweet as hell Like nothing you've ever seen Her daddy never liked me Had a different state of mind It's almost like, you know, the general public or your general music fan might think, oh, they're just doing all these old songs. How boring, you know, not cool, but it is so cool. And uh, I think, you know, you're not doing it because it's cool. You know, you're doing it because you're, it's like we said earlier, it's because the respect, basically, that you have for it. And I mean, it shows 100%. That grudge sounds so good. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I'm jealous. I've got no hollow body. I want one so bad. Yeah. It's we, a beaut. Well, we usually play, you know, I usually play a Gretsch, and we have some nice amps because uh-huh. we, we can we can afford nice stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, having the two Gretsches going yeah. and get that sound, that's a unique thing for sure us, is. you know. And uh, But we try to, a lot of the songs that we've written and, and that are, are on the previous recordings, you know, they're local songs. They're songs about Jackson, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. They're songs that mention Milan, Tennessee. They're songs about, you know, the Hatchy Bottoms and, you know, it's all local stuff. Right. You know, we try to write about this town. And part of that is going back to, um, like we were talking before, Jackson 
was an uh, awesome music place. If you're a musician in this town now, um, you know, you probably know and respect the history. Um, yeah. But the general public doesn't know that, you know, right. the, the kids that are that are going out and partying today and listening to music, if they know how cool this town was at one point, and mm-hmm. it's still cool, don't get me wrong, right. but people need to be reminded of what this place was like, you yeah. know, 60 years ago. Yeah. And if they if they did and they were reminded, I think they'd have a new respect. I think history you know? can do that. Is, yeah. you know, I mean, if you yeah. can really delve into what where you came from, it's like a— what what I do for a living? I drive around. I do I do real estate appraisals, and I was in Tiptonville one day, and I'm th- and I'm riding around. And I see birthplace of Carl Perkins, and I'm like, no shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was like, I knew he's from Jackson. And I knew he's from West Tennessee, but I didn't know he was born in t- Little Tiptonville, Tennessee. And uh, you know, so that got me into it. And I started looking, and I went out and bought some records. And oh, uh, yeah. I just got immersed into the '50s idea and the '50s culture. Yeah. And uh, like you said, it, it remind it made me. I guess it shone light on that Jackson was really such an important oh, part yeah. of that. Yeah. You know, uh, oh, there yeah. are other guys that people don't know their names that back then you may have heard, but you, now you you wouldn't. Yeah. And even those people had an effect. Well. Oh yeah, yeah. Eddie Cochran, right. it, I'll, I'll tell you, it's funny. When, you know, you know, you guys are musicians. You know what it's like when you walk into a show and you look around and all your friends are there yeah. and, and all the other bands are there and you like them. They're guys you like and you want to hear them play and they want to hear you play. Well, if you skip back 65 years, you can imagine walking into a, a honky tonk down on Airways and Johnny Cash is in town for the weekend hanging out with Carl Perkins yeah, yeah. and Scotty Moore, yeah, Elvis yeah. Presley's guitar player, who's right. just down the road here past Trinity. You yeah. know, he, he grew up out there. Um, you know, you can imagine what those days were like. Uh, unbelievable. It's funny because I, I talked, you know, uh, W.S. Holland lives mm-hmm. down the street from me and, and you know, I, I always, every time I get a chance to talk to him, I do. And one question that I asked him, you know, I, I, he was actually working on his lawnmower and I just pulled up in my truck and was like, Hey man, what's up? You know, can I, can I talk to you? And he, of course, if you've ever met him, the answer is always yes. You know, <laughs> to the point where his wife is like time to come in. And he's like, no, I'm talking to my friend. You know, <laughs> he's, he, he, he's an awesome guy, amazing guy, very approachable. But I asked him cause we wrote a song about him. We wrote a song called Jackson 1956. Uh-huh. It was about Carl Perkins and W.S. Holland and, you know, the blue suede shoes thing where he, you know, Carl Perkins wrote blue suede shoes, but everyone associates with Elvis Presley. And basically they were on a trip up to New York City to play blue suede shoes on national television, but they got in a car accident and he got Carl Perkins broke his back and he came back to Jackson, Tennessee and was recovering during that time. Sun Records, you know put Elvis on that song. And so while Carl Perkins was laid up in Jackson, Tennessee with a broken back, he watched Elvis Presley sing his song on national television, you know, on an old black and white TV. And I just, I heard that story and it it brought a tear to my eye. And I was like, that's a song, you know? So I I wrote a song. Josh Smith actually has recorded it on, and I think if he gets his album out, it's on there, but we play it all the time. It's a song called Jackson 56. But the history here is is amazing, you know? And there's a lot that people don't know, even people that study it. And part of that is it's all verbal history. Now, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, 30 years from now, our kids are going to look us up on the Internet and be like, well, Dad, you did this, <laughs> you know, back in 2003. It's right there. I got pictures. But but the stories that those guys have is is verbal. His, it's oral yeah, history. That's right. And so if someone doesn't talk to them and listen to them and carry the stories or document them, then they're, they're gone, man. Very good point. So, and for that reason, I'd encourage anybody listening or you guys or, you know, all of us, you know, when you see those guys, you know, grab them and thank them. Yeah. Yeah. Say, don't be, man, don't be afraid to engage. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause, cause they, but back to what I was saying. So when I asked WS about that story, I said, did you know, you know, during the million dollar quartet, did you know that you were part of something that was so amazing that was going to be so huge and change everything? And he was like, no. Yeah. He's like, we were just kids. Yeah. We were, we were just, the only thing I was worried about that day, 
you know, the Million Dollar Quartet, the day that they all played down there, W.S. Holland was there, and he played drums, but he's upset that he wasn't in the picture of the four guys, right? <laughs> but, you know, the only thing he was worried about that day is that he was guaranteed, like, $10 an hour by the musicians' union, and he was worried about getting his $10. <laughs> but, so it goes to show, you could be doing something amazing yeah. right now in the present, and you, you'll never know it. That's very you true. You don't know if your actions are going to affect change. Right. You know, you could, be do, you could do something great in the next month that's going to change the world, but I guarantee you won't know it at the time. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of cool. Uh, so you guys going to play this one more? Yeah. yeah what do you guys want to play? You guys want to play that one? I do. Honeydew? Or, uh, about how about Baby Making Music? Well, the Jack- Jackson 56 song, that's on the, you can see it online, and we want to re record that at some point and do it right. Right. You know, when we did it, 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 who we are today is different than who we are when we made that recording. Oh, and so we we'll, can relate. We, uh, for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, and it, it gets stuck, you know, it's out there on the internet, so your kids are going to see that one, but yeah. it's, uh, you know, we'll, how about some baby making music? So, rockabilly was the original punk rock. Right. You know, it yeah. was anti establishment. Yeah. So, in Nashville, Tennessee, there were big bands, and you had a country music guy who wore a suit, and he, he had a hat, you know, a big cowboy hat on, and he had an orchestra behind him, and he sang ballads, and, you know, the people that had enough money to be there would clap, you know, and stuff like that. At the same time, there were the boys in Jackson that were playing in the honky-tonks and the garages and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That was Carl Perkins, and it was anti-establishment. It was rough, you know, and and it was, at the time, it's the equivalent of, like, what you'd see, like, gangster rap is today. Yeah. You know, you listen to this gangster rap or you listen to any... I like some gangster rap myself, but, like, <laughs> you know, some music, people view it as counterculture. Yeah, for sure. And back then rockabilly that they were playing the things they sang about the things they did the way they dressed the way they drank beer on stage that was counterculture and so i wrote this song it's called baby making music and it's about you know rockabilly back then you know it was the devil's music back then right right but called baby making music
But if you really want to know about the rockabilly sound Woman down when it got played Go and ask your mama, I'll bet she'll blush And say, boy, that's how you made That dirty, dirty, dirty baby Making music gonna be the end of me It's the devil spinning around in the psychobilly sound Of the club kids stomping their feet You can play that record at 45 It sounds like a speeding train That dirty, dirty, dirty baby Making music, mama, said around your brain Right that brain Nice, very nice guys. Got a history lesson going on. <laughs> it's, that's so cool, though. You know, it, it's one of those things that um, that that's why I like the show a lot. That's really why I like doing the show. You hear so many new things. I mean, uh, I've been I've lived in Jackson since uh, 2005, and uh, back in 2005, I used to go and listen to the Grove like three times a week over at Barley's. Okay, and uh, it, it just was one of those things that that. I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm witnessing a piece of history here in Jackson, you know, and I had that feeling then uh, just because of how good it was. You know, it was, just, I, it was my first introduction into really into live music because other than that, it was watching stuff at, on, on TV at the house when I was younger. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, and playing my own shows, but nothing that well put together. Um, and just to, I don't know, to, people have such a... Uh, predisposition to what they think about certain styles of music and i think that comes into play so well with what you guys are talking about what you're doing uh it it's really showing like this is some of the coolest shit you could do and just saying you know and like it doesn't just sound cool like it really is like you have to you have to i don't know i I feel like anytime i'm listening to any type of music or a group i kind of want to take myself kind of to where they are or at least where they're trying to take me and, and allow myself to go through that window. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, you, you guys pull it off really well. Yeah, you, know? you sure do. You don't have to try hard, you know, <laughs> to, to, to get in there and hear it and feel it, you know. And uh, one other thing I wanted to say about that last conversation, that's really what I think about Jackson. I think that Tennessee is a such a uh, musically important state. Um, and Jackson is kind of the back porch of, of that music area oh yeah it's it's memphis and nashville mostly you know but when everybody's done playing those shows where were they coming and hanging out and relaxing and playing their little you know just having fun oh yeah most of the time was here in the back porch of tennessee and that's really cool that that's the name of the podcast i was about to say you really tied that in (laughs) was that on purpose no i mean that was just something i thought about while y'all were talking about it it's like that's where when you're gonna relax yeah of course you can go out on the front porch but that's where people see that's where you present and in the in the back's where you can you know it's where you open your beers and oh yeah kick yeah. your boots off yeah and you know this the I don't want to discredit what's happening in Jackson right now in right. any way you know no. we we're celebrating the past but by no means are we trying to like live in the past you know right. it's like we we want to be part of what's happening today and kind of carry the torch and mm-hmm. and kind of remind people and you know we started. You know, when we get when we started this project, it was I guess a little over a year ago, and and I was like, you know, we, I was in an '80s cover band before '80s cover bands were cool, you know, and and then it's like it became kind of cool, and I was like, you know, Jackson is the home of rockabilly, and and where where if you go to a bar, who's who's bringing who's pulling the rockabilly scene back in, you know, if, if if you go to Colorado, you're gonna be going to a bar and you're gonna be surrounded by skiers. You yeah. know, if you go to Nashville and you you step on someone's foot, it's gonna be a guitar player for Shooter Jennings or yeah. you know, right. this is like somebody you can you can hit a musician with mm-hmm. a stone. Well when if you come to Jackson on a Saturday night and walk in a bar, where where's the rockabilly scene? Yeah. You know, and we're we're trying to make a a more, you know, kind of bring bring that history 
up to date and kind of bring it to the the today crowd yeah and you know and similar to you're talking about people hanging out on the back porch you know if you imagine like you know johnny cash coming through town and hanging out and you know he's got to get get back home but he wants to stay another another weekend at perkins place or whatever you know it's like the same things now i mean last night i was i was at a, a local place and it's like all of the the local musicians were playing in some form or another and they're just hanging out and they sound great yeah you know and and it's like any any bar any venue in town you know on any given night you know you you've we got something special going on here absolutely you know but you you have to you have to have a palette for it right you do you know and the scene the scene has to realize that they have to be a little bit gentle and Mm -hmm. and realize that people may not get it at at first, right. but if you if you kind of work with them, mm-hmm. you know, and create an environment where they can come, they they will appreciate what you're doing if you give For them sure. time and and you have a a quality product. Yeah. You know, I mean, let's let's talk about. Uh, you said you were in a band, a cover band, '80s cover band, and you decided like, well, this town needs a rockabilly band. Uh, how did you know these guys? Uh, I know you're all friends, but where did you meet them? How did you know them? How did it how did it happen? Gotcha. So, you know, I, I've I've played in pretty crappy bands since about 1994. <laughs> yeah. So I've been playing in crappy bands since 1994, and despite what my life is like or what I got going on, I always keep a crappy band going. You know, but there are a few times when I've been in a good group of guys. You know, I, I played uh, bass guitar for a alternative country group in Columbus, Ohio, and like did a regional tour with them, and that was like you know, so fun. And then I had another friend that was a studio musician in Memphis and he brought me into some little backwoods gigs and I got to do that. So I had some really cool experiences and that's, that's where I learned from those guys that it's better to play with your friends, you know? And so for that reason, you know, the people that play music, you kind of know them from around and Don, Don McKnight, I played in an eighties cover band, a pop band that was just pure, what they want to hear, mm-hmm. play stuff that other bands are too embarrassed to play, but people would like it. You yeah. know, if any song that, that the the kind of litmus test for that was, would a girl dance to it? Yeah. You know, and if you're a cover band, pretty much every song you play, you know, would a girl dance? Because if right. you're at a bar and you can make the girls dance, everybody's cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so I played with him in that band and it kind of, it kind of dissolved and we were kind of burned out on it. And I was like, I really want to do an original project, and I I really am kind of getting into the history of music around here. And I started doing like like you did, you know, when you went to Tiptonville. Mm-hmm. I, I started just researching Jackson and read more about the guys, and I was like, man, that was cool. Yeah, that was, that was really neat. And like the more people I talked to, everyone was like, I I didn't know that. And it's like you know it. it, it really you know 50 cent was from jackson it's like everybody would know it right but it's <laughs> right. like you know this was like 60 something years ago yeah. so i was like this is really cool and so i got don and i was like man i really don't want to do the cover band anymore i want to do an alt country or rockabilly kind of you know band type thing and you know it was him and i and i heard that chris i know chris from work mm-hmm. i know don from work um they, they both work at the hospital and i heard that he played guitar and um you know, everybody plays guitar, right? Right, right. So I was like, hey, man, I heard you play guitar. Uh, you know, you want to get together and play a little bit. And, you know, I think we had a show and we didn't have a lead guitar player. And I was like, oh, let's try, let's give it, see what happens, you know. But I met with him and the moment I met with him and he started playing, I was like, oh, my gosh, he plays guitar. <laughs> I was like, he's for real. And then, you know, I got to, got to talking to him more and I was like, man, he's, he's the secret sauce, He's the guy I've been looking for. Yeah. Was his was style like, already kind of pre yeah. this way, or did he have? Did you? I think you know I'm, he doesn't have a microphone, so I can say whatever <laughs> I want, and I, I'm not even looking at his face, so I don't know what he's saying. But you know, he's he's got he's got exactly what I wanted, yeah. which was amazing guitar skill, but a, a little punk flavor, and he appreciates some of the stuff that I do. You know, he he. Reverend Horton Heat and stuff like that, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know all, all the psychobilly stuff. Right. You know he, 
you know, all, all the way to drive-by truckers and all that. You know, I, I love that stuff. That's yeah. my my kind of stuff. It's right. like hit, you know, rock and roll that's southern, that's that's quirky, and that, you know, it's it's related to history. And so I, mm-hmm. he started playing, and his chops were there, and he he was the secret sauce. Yeah. And then so Don, then we needed a drummer, and. Don knew Chris Hendricks, and Chris has been around and played in all sorts of projects and stuff like that. And so Don introduced us to Chris, and, um, you know, then we got together and played a little bit, and we got along. Yeah. We couldn't play together that well, but we got along, so you know it's going to work out somehow. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like we, you know, I drink beers with these guys, so surely I can play in a band with them, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And um, then Don, I said, if we're going to do this— you can't play your electric bass. I said, you need an upright bass. So, hey, how long ago was it? I thought about it for about five seconds. I thought, hell yeah, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. 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 That's super cool. Well, for people that don't know much about a stand-up bass, it's different because it it doesn't have frets. It doesn't, I don't know, maybe that has markings on the top, but most of them don't have any. There's a little scar right here that I go by. Props to Don, though, because we basically said, if we're going to do this, you need to buy an upright, and he bought one. And how old is that? It's a 1953 K Swingmaster. Good grief! It's been busted it's up, 19, repaired. It's and, older than all of us. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's seen its day. Yeah, it has been refreshing, you know. And not that what we hear of what we've had on the show it hasn't been before, but it's just different and it, at the same time familiar. And I think you're doing a great, great thing. Um, it's like if you went to Bill Street and there were no blues, you know, you can't come to Jackson and there's no rockabilly, so. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for having us. Yeah. No. You know, I mean, it's really, it's an honor to us. The the best, the biggest honor we ever have is when we get that respect. You know, if, if uh, Brandon Clifton and those guys or Josh Smith, if they invite us out to play, yeah. that's like the highlight of our year. Yeah. That's the Super Bowl for us. Yeah. <laughs> when you guys and say, hey, come come to our studio and let's hear some songs and talk this, this is like super bowl saturday for us man. <laughs> and good. and i want to thank y'all for having us and uh, letting us sure. be part of this it's, man, it's it really our pleasure. it means so much and your studio is awesome oh this place you. is awesome yeah. i would encourage anyone that hasn't been here to come check it out oh thank you yeah. sweet yeah so if, if you're if you're out there and you're hearing these guys for the first time uh, where all can these these people go and find you and and, and whatnot? We we're uh, you know we have a website the www.jaxabilly j a x a b i l o y dot com and you know we put that website up and it's got some it's got the first recordings we did which were kind of our demo right. stuff on there yeah. and uh, but basically we play around Jackson every chance we get you know when someone's nice enough to give us a chance to come out and play you know we're whether it's a downtown tavern we play the tap um you know we've we've played at the old country store um we've played mulligans um you know one night we went to the ricochet bar and uh you know so we we any chance we get around town if we're not working and we can do it we'll we try to bring it we right try on. to bring it as hard as we can and put on a show yeah. that's worth five bucks. Yeah. You yeah. know, Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Okay. On cool. your Facebook and whatnot, are y'all, yeah. is it Jacksonville or are y'all the double wide? Double wide. Yeah. All right. On all of them. Yeah. So if you like what you've heard, go out there, give them some likes, give them some shares. And, and then you, you hear they're playing somewhere local, go, go support them because uh, they're doing a really good thing. We'll have you anytime, but thanks for coming this time. Thank y'all so much. Thanks, all right. This has been the back porch. This has been the back porch. (laughs) (laughs) You can say it again if you want. No, I like mine. This has been the back porch. Back porch.